We're social animals. The vast majority of us need the company of others in order to function and feel fulfilled. That's why nearly everything that we do is built on a social framework. We play in groups. Nearly all our games and sports require multiple people being involved. We work in groups. Nearly all of our jobs are performed as a member of a team or a group. We learn in groups. From grade school to graduate school, we are educated together in class and in classes. My name is Ronika Jacobs, and you found my podcast, Strive for More, Your Best Life Now. While there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, you've taken the time to listen to this one. So I want to say thank you. And without further delay, let's get to it. Let's strive for more. This podcast series is about your inner circle, the people who are closest to you, the people who have the potential to either build you up or tear you down. Everything around us is a result of our sociability. Society, the very word we use to describe our common ordered communities is social. It comes from the Latin word socius, which means companion. Our family groups are based on our social nature. So is our government from local to national. Even our economy derives from our need to interact. So the question becomes, why are we social? Over 5 million years ago, volcanoes and tectonic action had left the geography of what is now Central and South Africa broken and jumbled. In the jungles of that time, Trees were interspersed with rocky ledges and other outcroppings. Our ancestors were, of course, quadrupeds at this time, using all four limbs to walk, as well as move through the trees. However, at times, they were forced to navigate over and around this broken ground as they traveled in search of food. This need to get up and over ledges and projections of rock meant that they began to develop better balance as they scrambled over the terrain. Then, about 2.5 million years ago, the Earth's climate began to change. It got cooler and drier. As a result, the jungle that had been our ancestors' home began to die off and shrink. It was replaced by vast savannas interspaced with smaller groups of trees. Our ancestors were forced to go out onto the savanna in search of food. The groups on the savanna became more vigilant. Predators were beginning to become more of a threat. This need and this threat reinforced the social nature of the group. However, the savanna also had another gift to bestow. 
on that savanna, one group of proto-humans took the first steps that led to you and me. They began to stand upright in order to get a better view of potential threats. This, in turn, led to walking and a binocular stereoscopic vision. Both of these required a bigger brain. So their brain capacity began to grow. Increased cranial capacity brought about more changes, things like tools and the use of fire. These new changes also increased cranial capacity, which once again brought about even more changes, things like speech and abstract thought. In the end, here we are. We are the beneficiaries of millions of years of socialization and we are still as social, if not more so. We are still members of groups. We have our immediate family and around them are our closest friends. These are the human beings that we spend the most time with. These are the human beings that we depend upon the most and then in return them on us. These are the human beings who probably have the greatest influence over us. You could call them your inner circle. The next few episodes are about our inner circle and the effect that can they can have upon us, both positive and negative. The people who form our inner circle have a profound effect on our emotions, our outlook, and our ability to achieve success in life. That's why it's so important for to make sure that our inner circle is as strong and as positive as it can possibly be. You're going to learn how to develop an inner circle that will empower you to be your very best. And in turn, you will then be able to empower all the individuals in your circle to be their best. They will feed that positive energy back to you and so on. A strong and powerful inner circle of friends is the greatest positive feedback loop there is. I'm going to start you on the road to a strong inner circle by taking a look at some pitfalls that occur in life that can cause you to end up with an inner circle that is less than it should be. I'll talk about some of the negative personality traits that a weak inner circle usually exhibits and you'll learn how those negative traits can silently and secretly turn your own energy negative. Next, I'll discuss inner circle power you'll learn about some of the positive traits that the people who make up your inner circle should exhibit. I'll also show you how the positive energy of people who exhibit these traits can influence on you, how they can influence you, making you a better person. And finally, I'll give you the steps that you can take to build your own inner circle of strength and power. I'll discuss some of the activities that our power circle should be involved in. You'll learn how, when you participate in these activities, you will begin to connect with the very people who who you need to surround yourself with. People who can become a part of your new and improved inner circle. There's no need to settle for less in life. There are positive steps that you can begin to take today to start getting what you want out of life. 
One of the most effective of these steps is to begin building a circle of friends around you who will be able to empower you so that you can empower them. It will allow you to strive, thrive, and then ultimately become the person that you always wanted to be. Now, without further delay, let's get started on building your inner circle. I'm Ronika Jacobs. This is my podcast, Strive for More, The Best Life Now. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.